Hey guys, it's been a minute. Oh man, I don't even know. Yeah, no, I kind of know, but I don't even know what kept me away so long. But this is Maisha. I'm back with another podcast for uncomfortable conversations. So today I'm going to talk about the last week that I had. I think it was like maybe a week and a half. Um, it was pretty much hell in a handbasket. I can't say. It was the worst week of my life, but I can honestly say it was like one of the worst weeks in my life. However, I remember texting my spiritual uh, advisor and just not telling her things that happened, but just kind of summing some stuff up. And she was like, crack, but don't break. And Or maybe she didn't say that, but she said shake, but don't, I don't know. But she says something to the effect of, and I took it as make sure, like feel it. But don't let it crumble you, basically. So this is the first time probably in my life, maybe not the first time, maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit, but it's the first time in maybe a long time that I've taken like mad L's and looked at that like, okay, you got it. Yep. It's the reason why I had to take those L's. Like, thank you. Like, I thanked the universe for those L's. So that's my topic for today. Like... I learned a lot, a lot the past week or so about myself, about other people, about how we can overcome things, about how to sit in how we feel, which I don't think we do enough of. So I'll start with uh, the week from hell. And it was so apropos, it was uh, the beginning of October that these things started transpiring, transpiring. I mean, if you know about October and the things that happened in October. We have the harvest moon, basically the end of summer the and new beginnings. So the symbolization for that basically is the harvest moon. Farmers would look out for that and farmers knew that, you know, new crops will come up um, and with the harvest moon, not to get too metaphysical, but just kind of, and since I'm on two hours of sleep, I'm going to try to, you know, you know, paraphrase. <laughs> but anyway, so fall is new beginnings. Things, it's an ending and a beginning all, all at the same time, if that makes sense. Things die off to breathe new life. So it was very symbolic for me, and I'm pretty sure lots of other people out there went through some things these past few weeks. And that's because some things have to die off for you to move forward and for you to learn. Um, and not die, I'm not using it physically, like figuratively, literally rather, it's more figurative. So some things kind of have to brush away, just like the leaves start dying, they start changing color, they're dying off so that it can breathe new life. Um, of course, October is the month of Halloween, the month of Samhain, which that's where Halloween started from. So it's a lot of energies, um, that are out in the air and in the cosmos and whether we know it or not, it, it affects us and it affects other people. It affects how we react to things. It, be, it affects how people react to us, um, especially if you're going through a lot of life changes. Those things uh, can affect you as well. So at the top of my week or the, the bottom of a, a, a week, it was a Friday, you know, and I was feeling kind of good. I was actually rekindling a relationship with a friend, which... I got to kind of pat myself on the back <laughs> because I never intended to, 
I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really in the re, in a rekindling phase in my life, but I, I can say that most things don't bother me anymore. So it's just like, all right, well, I, I really don't know why you weren't around or you weren't speaking to me, but whatever, you're great. No love lost. I didn't really sweat it. Uh, and you're now you're back. Okay. Hello. So, <laughs> so talking to that friend while I was talking to that friend, there was like a weird knock at my door. So it wasn't like a knock, like, Hey, 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 like, you know, you go, you may be at the wrong door, but you go to the door like, Hey girl, I got the bottle of wine. You got the knock, knock, knock. No, it was an aggressive, angry, weirdo knock. And I was just like caught off guard. So I just started screaming, like get away from my door. And my friend that was on the phone, she was like, wait, why are you screaming? Did you see a mouse? And I was like, no, I didn't see a mouse. <laughs> it's like someone's at my door and they're not knocking like, hey, is this my, is this is somebody, is such and such home? No, they're knocking like they're trying to get in. So to make a long story short, I look through the peephole. This person's still knocking. I don't even know if this was a person because he literally looked like a zombie out of Dawn of the Dead. I'm a big fan of zombie movies, but I always knew watching those movies that people were actually going to start looking like that. And that's exactly what a lot of people in Philadelphia look like. A dried up um, pill, or you high on pills or fentanyl or whatever the hell the shit is out in the streets. You look a zombie ass mess and it's creepy. It's weird. It's fucked up. It's the life you chose. It's unfortunate that kids have to grow up like that now. It's so funny because growing up in the crack era, I never in my life thought that something worse would come. I didn't think it would get any worse than crack. Um, But whatever these people are high on now, it don't look like crack. It looks like crack times two million. So I'm looking through the peephole and literally this dude looked like a demon. His eyes were red. He, His skin, his dark skin... And dark skin is beautiful, so I'm not saying, you know, I'm I'm just telling you, like, picture somebody, like, with dark skin, but it doesn't look well taken care of. Like, you you didn't put a, you haven't lotion in days, like, you just look aggy and a little crusty, and, like, you just look worse for wear, but not in the way that you had a hard day's work, in the way that you look like you rose from the dead that's what you look like and for about 20 or 30 minutes I'm arguing through the door with this thing and I will call it a thing because I'm sorry when you don't act like a human being to me you aren't human to me because you have been possessed by an outer being and they're controlling what you do I'm not saying you're not responsible for what you do because you still are but um you definitely aren't human because humans don't act that way um, other spiritual beings, act, other beings rather, act that way. Definitely not someone that is a human. But anyway, he's like banging on the door. Get, get out my house. Get out my house. And I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is my house. So then like, and I'm like kind of floored because I'm like, where do they do that at? Nor- normally. One of two things either happen. You either knock on a person's door thinking it's a friend's door and getting the wrong apartment and saying, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Like, once you hear me yelling at you, you're like, oh, no problem. Or, okay, I don't know number two to that because I've never, um, I, I mean, I don't understand how you can be that high and not knowing what apartment you at. So it either, you either 
were that high that you didn't know the, what apartment you were at. Or you were trying to just come into my apartment, which has kind of happened before. Um, but I'm not even going to touch on it. It was a few months back. I'm not even going to touch on that because that was just weird. Another, you know, this is why I keep Pelo Santo around because I, you know, um, and the Archangel Michael, because like <laughs> people, uh, I mean, I just never seen nothing like it again. I lived through the crack era. Like I just never, the level of fucking demonology motherfuckers is practicing nowadays. They is on the next level shit, but I'll tell you what, I'll be the bigger demon if you need me to be. So anyway, um, my girlfriend is like on speaker and she's like, oh my God, like what's going on? Like you're making me want to call the cops. And then he said this demon, he's like, bitch, you want to call the cops? And then something like snapped in me and I didn't even feel like myself anymore. I felt like something came into my body um, and spoke for me because I was so shaken up and paranoid and I've never been that shaken up in my life and I was so shaken up that my hands were shaking my hands never I've never been that paranoid but once he said bitch I just something came in me I was like nigga I'ma kill you and then call the fucking cops and that's when he finally backed the fuck off and it was like a half an hour. And so my friend was like, wait, what just happened? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I was like trying to lay down, trying to, you know, the old me would laugh it off. would go back to doing what I was doing, would not think anything of it. But I was so frightened that I didn't go out of my house the next day. I slept with a butcher knife. Um, I texted my friend in all the way in Afghanistan and told him as soon as he comes back to the States to please take me to the gun range. Um, yeah, so it was like that. And then people, oh, and then my boyfriend at the time, who I was just so, in, I don't know if I was in love with him. <laughs> I can say that I was feeling him. Disappointed the fuck out of me. By not showing emotional concern. It's, it's one thing for you to tell me to call the cops or has my come over. To, like, I get, you know, maybe these were good. He, that's what he was telling me. Like, call the cops. Or, he lives away. He li- doesn't live in my city. So I guess he thought that he was giving me some options. However, when someone calls you and they tell you that something traumatic has happened and if whether they're com- talking calmly or whatever, but if, if you know that person's scared, or at least if you're using your motherfucking spidey senses or your dog sense, or I don't know what the fuck, your sixth sense, come on. When someone calls you and tells you that they are scared, it I don't need you saying call the cops. I just don't need you to say it. For one, um, call the cops and then what? Like, they, the person's not there anymore. Um... Yes, hello, duh, 911. Like, duh, like everybody knows that. Like, that's not something you say to people. Um, not at that moment. Like, wait for that person to kind of diffuse. Talk that person down a bit and being like, you know, it's going to be okay. Or are you sitting down? Did you drink water? Have you eaten? Like, I mean, just psychology 101. Like, it's just fucking common goddamn sense. Okay, do you think it'll help if someone comes over? Not call the cops. Tell somebody to come over. Ta-da-da. I'm like, 
you know, I can't be there. And I'm like, I'm not asking you to be here. I'm asking you to just literally, you know, (laughs) maybe it's me. I don't know. But for me personally, I don't like being told what to do when I'm shaking up emotionally. I'm kind of just reaching out for some emotional support. Not a book, not an instruction book. Like, let me give you the, you know, the Paul Bunyan book on survival. No, I didn't fucking ask you for that shit. So basically, I'm calling you as emotional support. And quite fucking frankly, I mean, I'm about motherfucking sick of this shit. Women as a whole don't get enough of it. I'm really fucking sick and tired of the new narrative that that's going on or the new whatever the fuck it is. At the end of the fucking day, I mean, if if people want to go back to their Bible or whatever, at the end of the goddamn day, the woman is a fairer sex. This is a childbearing person. This person has reproductive organs. This person breathes life into the world. She has to be protected at all costs. And even if that protection isn't physical protection at that time, it has to be emotional protection. And I don't know why in 2019 shit like this has to be fucking even talked about because this should have been basic knowledge. But I do understand that that we are, um, what do you call that? Regressing as a community and as a goddamn country and as a freaking human race, we're going completely and utterly backwards with every new advance we get. We, we get less and less empathy. We get more sociopathic. We get more narcissistic. And I'm about motherfucking tired of it. So I'm so goddamn tired of it that if that's any of you or any any of you, if somebody comes with any of those attributes, just know that I don't want fucking shit to do with you at all. And I don't want anybody else to do nothing with you. And I'm going to call you out on your shit. Because it's high time that we stop acting like we live in a virtual reality. And that's the problem I see. People don't know that things are actually real. Danger is real. Just like Will Smith said, said, danger is real. Fear is not. Like that, you getting attacked by a bear, that's real. <laughs> like if you're afraid at the time, that's what's not real. You can control that. But elements are real. Thankfully, me, for the most part, I like to say, think that I'm grounded enough that um, I make it through a lot of stuff that most people probably wouldn't make it through. And I'm not saying that because I'm exempt. I'm saying that because I can read a situation a little bit more three-dimensionally um, than others can. I'll give you an example. You know, a lot of people growing up, and it's funny, I had a talk. I was at a really great, um, uh, this really great firm in Bluebell, uh, sitting through a nice class, um, meeting some great people, getting some continuing education credits for my license. Um, it was great. Just networking, hobnobbing noshing and I was talking to a woman who an Italian woman who grew up in South Philly and we were just kind of trading war stories if you will like she's Italian she grew up in South Philly she's like I remember you know working at this store and a mob came in to do a hit and I was like yeah I remember gunshots every night you know that type of thing so it's like those things are reality to us 
but I look at it three-dimensionally. So growing up, when those things would happen, people were like, oh, somebody got shot. You know what I'm saying? That we would just, shit, fuck, damn, they got shot, funeral. And to me, a lot of times, we go through it like robots, like, all right, they got shot. We, We might say why, we might grieve, but then we start accepting it. I don't really accept things, so I kind of take myself out of my body a bit and look at something differently from a different perspective. So after the incident happened, I came to the conclusion that I need to move. I don't have to move right now. You know, I got to have my lease out, but I've come to the conclusion. And that's what I mean by living three-dimensionally, like looking at things on the outside. And I had to talk with one of my best friends about it. You know, we can't continue to accept certain things. Yes, it toughens us up. It hardens us up. And that that was the, uh, when I was networking, that's kind of the conversation we had. You know, hey, it, it gave us tough skin and it did. And it, and it sharpened us, our tools. It did. But we don't have to accept those things. We, we, we don't. Um, so those things are real. Those things can have the potential to harm you. Um, those things are not okay. Um, so when I'm being told by someone that I'm in a relationship with, uh, especially after I said, oh, I think, do I need to move? Like what's going on? He's like, oh, that could happen anywhere. I said, I grew up in one of the worst neighborhoods in this city. Okay. The same neighborhood Meek Mill came from, same neighborhood Kevin Hart came from. Um, <laughs> same neighborhood junior black mafia was <laughs> like i mean i don't really know how to really do i have to get really give you like a who what are you talking about it that no it does not happen anywhere <laughs> like it's like it does not happen anywhere it just doesn't um those are things i didn't have to i did i have to put up with other things yes but that i did not have to put up with that is a new demon um that's something new those things do not though did not happen growing up because People were not that high. Crackheads were not that high. They were high enough, but they they knew not to get that high. They they were just chasing their next um, hit. So like, if they had to rob you or snatch your earrings or some shit, they would do that. But they wasn't trying to get in the doors. Like they they knew what motherfucking door they was going in. Like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? So until my next incident and I'm not going to get into detail today but I'll just say someone who I love very dearly felt the need to use that um what happened to me later on in the week as an analogy for something I did to them which I didn't think I was harming them but okay they decided to use that incident to describe how they felt and I was like okay so I kind of flipped out like let's not use someone's trauma to describe what happened to you, which was not trauma. And I understand you were frightened by me coming into your house with a key um, that you gave me. But there was no need for you to use something that was very traumatic for me. Um, I sat in the trauma on purpose because the old me would get up and just go on about life and ignore it and then have and then burn out at the end of the month and then wonder why. We're not doing that shit no more. Um, when shit happens, I'm going to really be aware of it and I'm going to really work through it organically. I'm not going to bury it. So that happened. So we got the demon at my door, which, you know, I had to put some salt, um, and you know, some other backups, (laughs) make sure that shit don't happen again. Um, we have someone who takes something that shook 
the shit out of it. I mean, shook. I, I really feel like, like, my hair has been really dry this past week. I really feel like my hair is that dry because, like, the moisture. Like, the moisture came out of my skin, my hair, my nails. Like, I was just done. Done. Like, I was done. And then, to top it all off, cherry on fucking top. This nigga, after we have a disagreement over how you should be responding to someone's trauma, and after I call you several times, did you, did this 50-year-old fool block my number? I said, you know what? I couldn't get uh, past it. I was just like, wow. So here's the thing about blocking numbers. You may as well not even fucking do it. Especially not with somebody like me. Because there's like 20 apps on iPhone where you can just get another number. On top of that, I already have your address. I already have your email. I have your address, you dumb fuck. Because you buy Amtrak tickets for me to come see you. So I have your address. Like, you know, you're lucky I don't have your credit card number. So I have your address. And that's a joke. I'm not going to commit any fraud. But yeah, I have your address where you live. I have your email. You're on WhatsApp. You're on all the... Like, come on. If it's something that you needed to say, you could say it. And in this day and age, you can actually text it, which still is a cowardly fucking move, but at least I know. But if it's something you had to say, you could have just said it like a man. So now I'm arguing with him back and forth through email because I contacted the email like, uh, look, nigga, you could have said what you had to say. Um, and please give me back my shit, my pencil skirt that I love. Give me that shit the fuck back that you put in the cleaners. Get, give me my shit. Like you, first of all, you're the dumb fuck. You could have saved yourself a lot of trouble. Now I'm actually um, emailing you like every day. You could have saved yourself that trouble if you would have just been a man and said, hey, it's not going to work out. And I'm like, okay, give me my motherfucking skirt back. Because I don't hurt for attention, nigga. Give my skirt. Matter of fact, I have a couple things over there. Skirt, um, boy shorts that I sleep in, like boy short pajamas, like my favorite ones. And now I think about it. Um, but anyway, it's just like, and so at the end of that week, I was like shaken up. And I had to really remember what I've been told. My grandma used to say this growing up a lot. And I used to look at her like, bye, grandma. But it's true. Anytime you're going through something, anything. That is, that means that shit is clearing out for your, for your, for the real, for the biggest blessing. You know, small blessings are great, all the, but this is getting, creating a clearing. This is a cleansing. This is the harvest moon. This is autumn. This is a cleansing for the real big shoes you about to step into. So I sat back. I gathered my edges, y'all, because the motherfuckers was snatched bald. I gathered my edges with some vitamin E oil, okay? I gathered them bitches. Um, I chill hard as shit. I made some really great money moves. Um, I haven't seen the money yet, <laughs> but I made some really great money moves. But I actually took a step back from, like, my current role. Like, I didn't spend too much time at the office. I didn't spend too much. Because one thing I'm learning, it, when I don't want to be around people, I should not force myself to be around people. So I chill. Like, I walked around in some grass, some trees. <sighs> I drank some water. 
I watch television, which I don't really do. You know, I wrote down some goals, um, some not like financial goals, but just regular goals. Like what makes me happy? What doesn't make me happy? What do I like about this? What doesn't, what don't I like about this? And then the floodgates were opening. Um, I had been getting lots of offers for things before, but like more and more people were reaching out to me. And even people who like, I like, and this is not even me guys, but I like stood somebody up like, I, cause I was just like, so at the time when I said the person, I was just so like kind of down and out about something, something else before this, but kind of letting things get the best of me. And, and they were just like, no problem, Aisha. Like what, did, what other day is good? Like think like literally guys, the, 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 the heavens opened up and, and stuff just dropped out of it. Like, and it's continuing to do that. And the universe is, go, universe is going to continue to take care of you. Um, so, so you can be shaken up. You can crack a little, you can bend a little bit. Um, you, you, you better the fuck not break. Like don't because, um, this is a clearing for you. This is getting, getting some things out of the way for you so that you can walk in your power. Um, I am a cancer. I'm a cancer sun and a Gemini moon and a Pisces rising. I have two water signs in my chart. Uh, I'm a very sensitive human being. A lot of people don't know that. Some people do. Some people don't. Typically, when things like that used to happen to me, I would be crushed and saying, well, what did I do? Why me? Well, what, what did I do? This time I didn't do that. I did say, how can I be better? Or how can I use my discernment to choose better? Um, especially when it comes to relationships. But I didn't, I didn't guilt and shame myself like I used to. And a lot of times we guilt and shame ourselves because of like childhood trauma and past things that we've dealt with in our childhood that we are still shameful about with, or we were, or we may have been shameful about, but if we're coming out of it, if, if we healed from it, we've learned that it wasn't our fault. And so that's what I said this time. I said, you know what? None of this is your fault. You can learn from, you know, your relationship situation. You can learn what you can do different or better. Both relationships, um, that suffered this week. Um, you can learn from that demon at your door, child. He knew, he knew I had a bigger demon in me. That's why he backed his crusty fucking ass up, bitch. (laughs) And walked away from the door like, what's behind that door? Yeah, nigga. Let me tell you what's behind it. An army, an army is behind here. An army walks with me and an army walks with y'all. And I want y'all to know that like you are not alone no matter what you go through. And I know it sounds cliche and and we've heard it in a song, but I'm telling you, it's true because so, like I said, so many things I witness or happen and I know that the outcome should not be what it is. Um, but, but when you walk where you need to walk in alignment and vibration with what you need to be with, you're going to be good. So people were coming out of Woodworks. They still are. Um, I've always had a great dating life, but I got sick of dating. So I wanted a relationship. And like this person said, they wanted one too. So I thought that's what we're doing. You don't leave at the first sign of conflict. Yeah, you, a pu- you a pussy ass nigga. You're pu- you're ro- you're pussy. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, 
with with that happening, dudes were already like, can I take you out? 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 And now it's like, I'm like, hold up. What the hell? Like, it's every, literally every five minutes. Um, Hi, can I take you out? Can I do, can I do? So it's like, whereas before I may have been annoyed. <laughs> that's not, I had to tell myself, I'm like, oh, that's what happens when things move out the way. When the door closes, another one's open. And then I learned since I'm healing, I've learned that I don't have to talk to this person. I can just say thank you for the compliment or thank you and move on and uh, pick and choose or what have you. But the same thing with anything else, it's pretty much pulling up the weeds so the flowers can grow or the leaves dying off and the leaves will be green again in a few months. Um, and everything is fixable. Like, me and this person, I don't want to see this person again. Like, I was super hurt, and I told him that in an email. Like, you, and I told him, you don't deserve any woman, especially not someone like me. Um, you don't have to be with somebody that you wanna, don't want to be with. But you can just be honest. I, I mean, you must be a whole female. Like, I like I did not see a vagina down there. Like, I, I didn't see it. But you are acting like there there is a vagina. <laughs> like, and I had to question myself. I was like, wow, I didn't, was he, I didn't see any feminine traits. Like, I don't understand how you have them. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people say, like, I've heard my grandmother say this growing up, like a lot of men or pretend to be something they're not. And I'm like, who has time? I'm me. I'm pretty much me all the time. I can't not be me. And maybe that's why people be like, oh, I got to get away from you. Good. Get the fuck away from me. I mean, I'm going to be me all the time. I'm going to be um loving caring i'm going to be assertive as all hell i'm uh, i'm going to be eccentric i'm going to be opinionated i'm going to be generous i'm going to be trusting i'm way too trusting i'm going to be loyal i'm way too loyal um but i'm not going to let any of those things that happen change those traits about me and i'm not going to hide it in them i i will just be discerning more discerning um, so with that said, what time is it? I probably need to, it's not, I didn't, I was like up. My cousin has me watching this OJ. I don't know if you ever saw the people versus OJ, but that shit is deep. Like, and it's really like real. Like it looks exactly like how it looked in 94. It was, but why? But like, I'm up at one o'clock watching that until like four and then realizing, um, hello, you have to get up at six. <laughs> then the alarm went off at six. And then I cut that alarm off and then I rushed up at, at eight. Like, oh, oh, it was a mess. So my life has to get together in the next 24 hours because I've been pretty much ridiculous the past week and a half. But I thank God for it. I thank the universe for it. I thank you guys for listening. Um, ciao.